Welcome to Feathers in My Hair, a Teen Mom Deep Dive podcast. I'm your host, Liz Bentley. Hello, all. Welcome back to another Social Distance Ask Me Anything bonus episode. If you are listening to this on, I'm guessing, Monday morning, because today is Sunday evening, I'm going to send it over to my producer, Nicole, right after I finish recording, and so she should post it tomorrow. Whatever. If you're listening to this either Monday or Tuesday, that means you are a member of Solid Listen $5 Patreon level, and for that, I say thank you. If you're listening to this Thursday or Friday on iTunes, thanks for being a subscriber to Feathers in My Hair. Either way, I appreciate it. Um, For those that did not hear this week on Feathers in My Hair, I announced that I got laid off from my job, which is okay. Everything will be okay. Uh, And in the meantime, I am going to start a limited series Patreon. This is separate from Solid Listen. It's only going to be a thing while I don't have a job. I, like, in reality, don't have time to have, like, two different podcasts when I have a job. And I have no desire to be out on my own. I love Solid Listen. I'm going to stay here forever. Um, But in the meantime, while I don't have a job, I'm going to be recapping Sister Wives from episode one, plus maybe other stuff. I'm not sure. You know, it's a little loosey-goosey. We're going to have fun. Uh, You can find the link in my Instagram bio at feathers underscore pod, or you can search Liz Bentley. It's just under my name on Patreon. If you subscribe at the $7 level, you'll get my episodes. I'm planning on releasing episodes every Tuesday and hopefully Friday. My goal is definitely to release two episodes a week, but, uh, you know, like, I I don't know. What if I get COVID? (laughs) Basically, I just can't, like, make a promise on two. I can make an episode on one, and I hope that my listeners of Feathers My Hair know that I'm a pretty fucking reliable podcaster, and this episode comes out, or my podcasts come out pretty much every Sunday, so you can definitely trust on a Tuesday drop every day, and I am going to try really hard to have a Friday episode as well. Uh, so yeah, I definitely want to talk about the first season of Sister Wives, but I'm also going to let people commission episodes and, you know, who knows? We'll see where the wind takes me. But I definitely recommend you coming and being a patron if you can. If you can't because you're like me and you got laid off and don't have the money, like, I totally understand. I'm still going to be releasing these AMAs. I'm still going to be releasing Feathers in My Hair every week. So this is just like a Basically, I just am really, really stressed about the idea of um, not having anything to do with myself. Like, you know, the money is one thing. I filed for unemployment. Uh, I don't have to pay rent. And I have parents that can financially help me if need be. So not that that stressed about money. Like, of course, any sane person is stressed about money when they don't have a job. And I'm definitely cutting corners, if you will. But that's not my number one stress right now. My number one stress right now is having something to do every day. So I figured I can kind of make podcasting my job. And if I'm releasing, you know, three to four podcast episodes a week, that's like a part-time job. And then I can just take mm, three hour walks every day and do a yoga class. And that should fill a good chunk of time. I'm just a little worried about my mental health. Um, I don't think realistically we're going to be done this for a while. Like, I am kind, I've told myself six weeks, like, I've told myself that I can, like, mentally handle six weeks of whatever this is, 
uh, and that should put us through the end of April. And then after that, I'll reassess to see if I'm okay. <laughs> but I'm kind of assuming that we are going to be on lockdown through the end of April. I um, personally think that they need to put us on a national lockdown like now. Uh, I think that the sooner that we go on a national lockdown, the sooner this is going to be over. And I think that they should just do it. I think they should just put a shelter in place. Uh, you're only allowed out for like necessary stuff or to go to work if you're an essential employee. Uh, I just, I don't really see how they do it any other way. I do want to say, Ryan, one of my listeners, Ryan, who I'm very fond of, one of my probably only straight male listeners, wanted me to shout out and I totally, totally agree with him. I think, um, like medical workers are getting all of the like, thank you so much for working praise right now. And they absolutely should. One of my very best friends is a nurse at a hospital and she is, you know, the personal protection, uh, where that they have is running low. It's like really concerning. I'm really worried for her, but Ryan, a lawyer, feather, a loyal feathers, my hair listener is a, hold on. He's a utility worker and I wanted to shout out to him, the utility worker, but I also wanted to shout out the truck drivers who are bringing all our supplies, the mail carriers, grocery store clerks, uh, somebody in my AA home group works at a grocery store and he's older and I'm like honestly very stressed about him like all the time. I won't say his name, but like all the time I'm thinking about him. I'm like, Ugh, I hope he's okay. And also public safety, uh, you know, EMTs, firefighters, all the public safety people. I want to say if you are one of those people that is going to work every day and you're out in the public, or even if you just are doing something that is essential and you don't necessarily have to um, interact with the public, but you still have to every day, like, get on public transportation or driving your car, but, like, like, I understand how stressful that is, and I definitely want to shout out everybody who is going to work and making sure that we have supplies and making sure I know it feels like we're a lot out of supplies, but everybody that is doing their part to make sure that this country, like, keeps pushing on while the rest of us kind of hunker down and social distance, I want to personally say thank you. I respect it a lot. Uh, Ryan, thank you for being a utility worker and doing your job. Okay, should we get on to the AMA? I will say I logged on to my um, email account for Feathers in My Hair, which I like never do. And I guess my producer set up something, Podbean, I think, to like my email address. And I saw a comment on my last AMA that was like, don't talk about politics. And I laughed because like, guys, this has always been a political podcast. I don't know what to tell you. I don't heavy talk about politics, but like, I think it's pretty clear what I believe. This is never going to be fucking Chapo Trap House or Pod Save America. This is never going to be a like only talk about podcasts, but like, I'm always going only talk about podcasts, only talk about politics. But like, I am a political person. I believe that T-Mom is an inherently political show, which I know some people think is crazy, but I think that that is the case. And if you don't ever want to hear about politics, like, I don't know what to tell you <laughs> because this is a political podcast and it always has been from the very first episode and we always have to discuss political stuff. So yeah, that's it. I don't know what else to tell you. Let's get into AMAs. Okay, Mr. Rackham Murray says, what are your favorite quarantine snacks slash drinks? Diet Coke? Yes, of course, Diet Coke. Um, the only drinks I really drink are Diet Coke and water. I have coffee too, but I haven't really been, I don't drink coffee at home that much. I drink it at work 
or if I'm like out on the weekends. Uh, so Diet Coke and water are basically the only things that I really drink. I'm not a, I don't like tea at all. A fun fact about me is I don't like any tea, iced tea, hot tea, sweet tea. I don't like tea. It's just not something that I like. My grandma used to take me and Julia to this place called A Taste of Britain because Julia loved tea and I would have to go and I was like, I don't like tea, but I would always have to go to this tea shop. <laughs> but yeah, I don't like drink milk. I do love strawberry milk. Uh, like there are other, there's other stuff that I like. Like I love like a naked mighty mango juice like I love apple juice like I love a lot of stuff but on the regular I re rarely drink them only if I'm like out and I see one I happen to really want like a non-water diet coke drink but regularly I basically only consume water and diet coke as far as beverages I try and drink a lot of water I'm actually like a little worried about my water intake because I usually drink water all day at work um you know I just like sit at my desk and I drink my water bottle and it's, I don't drink as much water at home. So I'm going to have to be like super conscious about that. Um, Nicole Bauma, Nicole asked, biggest fear regarding COVID-19. I mean, I, I guess like four days ago, I would have said losing my job, <laughs> but that happened and I'm okay. So biggest fear would be one of my parents. I, you know, I like have four parents because I have a stepdad and a stepmom too. One of my parents getting it would be really bad. Um, I also there's just like a couple people in my life who I'd be really like that have pre-existing conditions that I would not want to get it. And thankfully, everybody's being pretty serious about it and taking it pretty seriously. Uh, so I'm grateful for that. Uh, yeah, basically, I'm just worried about like any of my family or friends that uh, have like pre-existing conditions that make them more susceptible to getting it. I'm like not that worried about getting it. I think I'll be okay. I mean, I have, I don't know, I have asthma, but it's like exercise induced asthma and it's like not a big thing in my life. I don't know. I don't know. I probably don't want to get it either, basically. But yeah, I would say my biggest fear is that. My second biggest fear is the global economy collapsing. My third biggest fear <laughs> is it just, like, not ending for a long time. Like, anytime I see those articles about, like, 18 months of social distancing, I, like, I can't read them. Like, that flips me out. Like I said, and I think um, I give this advice to anybody. I, it's kind of something I learned in AA. In AA, they call it one day at a time, and you definitely should take things one day at a time. But for me, I'm really good at um, putting time into boxes. And for me, the time that I've decided is six weeks and, like, I, like I can deal with this for six weeks and then when six weeks come I'm going to reassess and make up another like if we're still locked in the house like I'm going to make up another time do you know what I mean um I'm trying to and I kind of want to start journaling Tomlin was talking about how she was going to journal and I think that's a really great idea I think um one, I think it'd be really good to write down my gratitude every day and like focus on the things that I'm grateful for because I do have a lot to be grateful for, even in a shitty situation. But also we're like kind of in this crazy unprecedented for modern times global pandemic, at least, you know, in the United States. And I think it'll be interesting to look back, I guess, instead of journaling, I'll always have these podcasts, which is interesting and kind of another cool reason that I'm doing these AMAs. Um, I do often think about, this is dark, I'm about to get dark, but because I've had, 
you know, a couple of traumatic losses in my life of close friends. I do often think about if I die, like how cool it would be that like there's literal hundreds of hours of me just talking into a microphone that my friends and family could like listen back to and have. And so I guess for me, in a way, these AMAs are like um like a coronavirus diary. <laughs> Is that silly? I don't think it's silly. I think it's interesting. And I think that we all should be like trying, trying to like write things down and take record and record things about like what it's like to be in a global pandemic. Okay. Aqualicia says, do you think Chelsea is sharing the home building process so she can get free shit? A hundred percent. I think Chelsea is moving to full-time Instagram influencer. And the only reason you become an Instagram influencer is to get fame and full uh, free shit. Uh, Aqualicious also wanted to know, how do you feel that Daytona is canceled and we may may never see Cheer Season 2 in the Pyramid? Were they filming Cheer Season 2? I I don't think they should. I think Cheer as a one-off was so perfect that, like, I don't really need to see Cheer Season 2. But I guess they probably are filming because, like, all of a sudden Gabby Beller was back on Navarro. And I was like, when did she get back on Navarro? So I don't know. Um, I think Daytona being canceled was absolutely the right choice. I think Daytona is the least important part of cheer uh, because there's <laughs> because there's only two of them in their competition unless they could win like the Grand Supreme or whatever it's called. Um, I would love to see cheer season two and actually see like how this hat like I think it'd be very interesting to see. I feel awful for all of the athletes of how their season's canceled. In other news, I'm like, so sad they're probably gonna have to like postpone the Olympics if not just canceled the Olympics and I've been following gymnastics for like two years in preparation of being able to like actually follow gymnastics at the Olympics Ugh, it's so sad uh, I've had a couple requests to list all the team on pets guys I can't do that <laughs> I don't know all the team on pets <laughs> yes I have an encyclopedic knowledge of like a, most things team mom but the pets is a step too far for me Okay, Sam Dell 56 says, what's your opinion on MTV not firing Amber for the domestic abuse? Um, I think my opinion is that it's shitty and she absolutely should 100% have been fired, but I'm not going to boycott the show for her not being fired. Okay, Aqualicia says, if you had to marry any team mom dad or co-parent with a team mom, who would it be? Um, I'll pick the team mom dad. I guess I would pick Cole... I don't know. I guess it'd be nice to have, like, your husband be, like, as obsessed with you as he is with Chelsea. I don't know, actually. I think I wouldn't like that. I think it'd be too much. I don't know. Honestly, I really don't know. I guess maybe Corey. I kind of like that Corey just, like, keeps his head down. He goes to work. He does his shit. But I don't think politically Corey and I would be a good match. Okay. Oops, this cut this off so I can't see the name of this person that asked this. They said, how do you feel about vegan meat? Like, a KFC, personally, it kind of freaks me out. Um, I don't feel any way about it. I don't really eat vegan meat stuff. It's not really my jam. I would like vegan food. And, like, I like to go to vegan restaurants. But, um, I don't ever really order, like, meat substitutes. I prefer, like, a meal that is, like, um, like, veggie-based. And I like, like, cheese substitutes, like, 
but not meat substitutes so much. Now, I don't know. I think it's a texture thing for me. Somebody else whose name I can't read says, what's your favorite yoga pose? And I was trying to think. Um, I think my favorite yoga pose is half pigeon just because I'm always like so tired by the end of the yoga class that I do. When we like finally go into half pigeon, I can just like flail my body on the floor. I love it. It feels really great. Um, I also would say that I like to do standing splits because I'm I'm actually like pretty good at balancing, so I like a lot of balancing poses. Um, I have a decent balance, especially because I have strong legs, so I'm like decent at uh, standing balancing stuff. My least favorite yoga position, even though they didn't ask this, is chair pose. I fucking hate chair pose. Oh, my other favorite uh, position is yogi squat. That's like a very natural position for me that feels really good to go into. Uh, Mace Bake asks, would you ever go back to school? And if so, what for? Uh, Yeah, I would like to get my MSW. I'm not sure if it will happen, but maybe. Uh, Jervs, I don't know how to say this name. Says, who is your favorite ex, long-term or fling, and why? Favorite ex? I mean, I liked Kale's Jordan. I think for, like, a 20-year-old guy that was dating a single mom, he was, like, he was a good guy. I think at heart, he was a good guy. I also like dumb Kyle King, too. He was such a little dummy. Um, May, maybe MB said, really sorry about your job. Thank you. Do you want a similar one or is this a chance for a career shift? Um, I'm hoping that I'm just going to be able to go back to my job. As I said, like, they're keeping me on my health insurance. My boss said it was temporary. The reason that they let me go is because our biggest client, like, can't pay their bills. Like, so we're not getting paid. So they can't afford to pay me, basically. Um, My bosses are taking pay cuts. The other lawyer that's there is, like, only going to get paid, like, what she bills. Uh, So, yeah, it's not... It wasn't like a I got fired type of situation. And once everything is back up and running and the doctor's office that we bill is able to get back up and running, I hope to just be able to go back to my job. It's not what I want to do forever. And I have some other things in the works, but I'm not sure if they'll pan out. And I would like to go back to my job. (laughs) I just would like to go back to my job my particular job that I've had for almost two years. I like that job. It's fine. I don't love it. It's not what I want to do forever, but for right now, it's a good job. Um, she also asked, have you done this yet? Reboot Teen Mom with the new cast of 16 Pregnant Girls. Who would you pick? I get asked this a lot, but I don't have an answer for this because as I've kind of talked about, like, I don't really care for 16 and Pregnant enough to, like, like super... Be, I mean, okay, I guess I could do this. I guess I would pick out of, like, the girls that I know. So, there, I'm leaving a lot on the table, you have to understand, because I just don't closely follow a lot of the 16 pregnant girls. But I guess I would say Nicole Sal, Ashley Salazar, who was posting some wild COVID shit and anti-vax shit, which just thrilled me. Nicole, whatever her last name is, Palin. Um, so, Ashley, Nicole... Jennifer Del Rio, who had the twins and now has, like, 18 more babies. I think she'd be pretty good. Ebony from season one. So I'd like to see what happened to her life. That's four, I think. Um, And then, of course, Jordan from the last season. But that's, like, bad that I want to see her on TV. (laughs) That's what I would call poverty porn, Jordan. But, yeah, I guess that would be my cast. Uh, I just want the caveat to be that, like, I know that I don't closely keep up with 
16 or with 16 pregnant, so I'm probably missing a bunch of people. Okay, Aqualicious again wants to know, if you had to be neighbors with one of the team mom, which would you be? I think Macy. I bet Macy and Taylor are, like, excellent neighbors who invite you over. As long as you don't live so close, because you know they're always outside drinking and, like, playing music. But in their house now, they sit on a really big lot. So I would like to be in a big lot, but with a better house than theirs, because that house is weird as fuck. Um, Next door. And, or maybe, like, two doors down. So I wouldn't really have to hear them, because I bet they're super nice. Their kids are cute. I bet they always are, like hosting barbecues for everybody and I bet they're just good neighbors I think Macy is like a nice and polite person I feel the same about Taylor and I bet they're just like normal nice neighbors and I would I would like pick them I think I think it comes down to them being the most normal okay I'm going to take a really quick break and then I'll be back Oh, I had a couple people ask me some questions about other Teen Mom podcasts and, like, other Teen Mom people on the beat, and I just want to say that, like, I probably will never publicly, like, what am I going to do, start a fucking podcast feud, or, like, I don't, first of all, I don't listen to other Teen Mom podcasts because I'm scared of copying them. I think Amanda from Amanda Loves to Hate Teen Mom is super, super funny. I've had her on this podcast. I've been on hers, or we've done, like, our crossovers, but in general, I don't listen to other team on podcasts and I'm not interested in bashing or like critiquing or fighting with or uh, even praising. You know what I mean? Like, I think that we all have a space like all of us on YouTube and podcasting and journaling or journaling, like blogging, like whoever. I think we all have our own space when it comes to team mom world. And that's just not something that I'm ever probably going to not comment on, but, like, talk about. Like, I'm never going to be like, oh, well, so-and-so, it's so-and-so. Like, I don't like them. I don't think it's good. Like, mm, I just won't do that. Um, But, yeah, my favorite Team Mom podcaster is Amanda because I think she's very funny. <laughs> but the other ones I, like, mostly don't, genuinely don't have an opinion on because I don't listen. Uh, C. Joyner wants to know, thoughts on love after lockup? I watched the first two seasons and I liked it. I just, I don't know. I feel like with a lot, like 90 Day Fiance, love after lockup, like once I've seen two or three seasons, like I don't personally feel like I need to see more. To me, then it all starts running together and I'm like, okay, it's fine. We don't need to see more. Um, Vanessa Graham says, you have to babysit a team mom kid. Who do you choose? Bentley. Definitely Bentley. Claire Cutlip says, in your opinion, what would be the ideal role of Dr. Drew in the Team Mom franchise? That's an interesting and good question. I don't know. I don't know what my ideal role for him would be. I think, because here's the thing, like, I would, I want to say, like, my ideal role would be that he's not on Team Mom at all. But, like, I don't really know at this point who else would host the reunions that would do a better job job because my issue with the reunions is that they don't press the girls and I don't think that's a Dr. Drew thing. I think that that's an MTV production thing telling him not to push back because he doesn't want them they or MTV doesn't want them to get like angry and upset. So I think that it's hard to say what my ideal role for Dr. Drew would be. I mean, I guess 
in a perfect world, like somebody else would be the host. But I, I think the problem with the reunions is much bigger than Dr. Drew and it's an MTV problem, not a Dr. Drew problem. Okay, Taylor Anderson, oh, says, favorite gymnastics-related topic? Please do a gym bonus episode with me. <laughs> okay, that's a good idea, a gym bonus episode. Um, I Recently, I would say something that I've really been enjoying, just like a, a gymnastics thing I've really been enjoying, is Michaela Skinner's YouTube page. I find it really interesting. Also, just everything to do with uh, USA Gymnastics and the abuse that they covered up. And every time Simone Biles, like, claps back at USA Gymnastics, I love, 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 love. Oh, Summer. Summer wants to know, you said you like boy shows on Discovery. Did you watch Amish Mafia? Of course I watched Amish Mafia because, as, I, as you pointed out, I like the boy shows on Discovery and Amish Mafia was a boy show on Discovery. I love that stupid fake show. I actually live like 35 to 40 minutes away from Lancaster, so I'm like fairly familiar with the Amish, I would say. I've read some books on the Amish, um, you know, especially that <laughs> that that book by Jodi Pickle, is that her name? <laughs> Remember the Amish book by her? And then it became a movie with uh, Mariska Hardigay from Law & Order SVU on Lifetime. <sighs> what is that movie called and that book called? I want to reread that actually. Maybe I can get it on audiobook. But yeah, I loved Amish Mafia. That shit was so stupid and fake. And I loved it. Okay, Mrs. Eckman wants to know Have you been keeping up with Little People Big World? If so, what are your thoughts? Kind of. I like loosely keep up with them, like via radar online and shit, but I don't actually watch the show. So I don't have a lot of thoughts except that I hate Jeremy and Aud- Audrey. I, w- I always want to say Audrey. Like, with a J, because they call her Audge, but her name is Audrey. Those are two different names. Um, LarCOH says, do you have a Housewives journey? If you did watch, which cities' wives are your favorites? Yeah, I've watched all of the Housewives. Um, except for Potomac and Dallas, I haven't watched all of those. I do keep up with both of those via, um podcast oh and I watched like a lot of season four last week and I'll probably do more of that this week I want to go back from the beginning and watch Potomac but yeah I mean I keep up I've talked about this I don't really watch Housewives anymore I just listen to podcasts about Housewives which to me is essentially the same I think a lot of you do it with Teen Mom you don't watch Teen Mom you just listen to the recaps that's how I feel about Housewives I started watching Housewives from season one episode one I'm an OG Bravo head I watched Bravo, like, way, way back in the day. I used to love, like, Workout, which I really want to rewatch with Jackie. You remember Workout? Um, and, like, Sheer, what was it called? Sheer Genius. Um, I loved, like, I would watch hours, like, inside the actor's studio on Saturday mornings or whenever they played that. I really liked Bravo. And so I started watching The Real Housewives from season one because I also liked Laguna Beach and I recognized I'm pretty sure Laguna Beach came first and then the OC um and the OC or OC not the OC sorry the OC Housewives which was kind of based on Desperate Housewives and yeah so I watched the Housewives from season one episode one and then whenever they would have a new franchise I would watch those all the way through so I would say I've seen like every episode of not every episode but like I've seen 
of most of the franchises I've seen or kept up with every single episode. Like, I'm well-versed in the Housewives. And even if I'm not watching the show, I read recaps and listen to recaps, so I, like, keep up with what's going on. Like, and that extends to some other stuff, like Vanderpump Rules. Um, I more loosely keep up with Shaw's of Sunset. My favorite cities and wives are definitely... Obviously, New York. I think Atlanta's the funniest by far. I think Potomac is, like, such a new strong contender, and I love the drama that happened with Michael Darby. Uh, I think Dallas, unfortunately, really fell off and doesn't seem that interesting anymore. Um, I like, like, mid-series OC. I love seasons one through three of The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. I love seasons one through three of New Jersey, and I'm actually going to tune in. My plan is to tune in and watch this last season of New Jersey because people just raved about it so much. But yeah, so those are my I'm well those are my favorites, and like I, said, I just I'm I'm pretty well versed in Housewives. Oh, she also asked this is interesting. What were your favorite shows and channels when you were a kid, all different ages? This is a great question. So, obviously, when I was a really little kid, I liked Disney and Nickelodeon and, like, that type of shit. I liked cartoons. I used to love One Saturday Morning on ABC and TGI Friday. I loved Full House. I loved, like, all of the classic, like, 90s kids shows. You know, I loved, like, The Secret Life of Alex Mack and that type of shit. The mix... What was it? I'm thinking... I'm. Uh, what was Shelby Woo? Remember Shelby Woo? I'm in my head. I'm thinking of the mix-up files of Mrs. Whatever her name is, where that book where they go and sleep in the Met. Um, whenever I think of that book, I can only think of the word baloney and Bologna. <laughs> but there was like that Shelby Woo show. Like I loved, I loved kid and like teen shows. And then I was also really into, from a really young age, the real world. I got really into the real world and true life when I was about, like, eight. There weren't a lot of rules on what TV I could watch. I remember the first real world I saw was Real World Miami. Um, and then Real World, I believe, Boston. I think I was, like, in love with Elka. Remember Elka with her eyebrow piercing? She was, like, the coolest fucking person in the world to me. So I loved MTV, I loved Real World, I loved Daria, I loved True Life, I loved all of that. I love, love, loved VH1 because I loved um, the recap shows. I often talk about this, how so much of my knowledge comes from watching those VH1 recap shows that they would always do, like the countdowns, it would be like 100 shocking moments in rock and roll history, 100 shocking moments in hip-hop history. Like they would do those and I learned so much about stuff that was like, way outside of my time and it gave me in my opinion like a very uh like eclectic pop culture knowledge so I loved that type of stuff I loved behind the music I loved E and E True Hollywood Story I don't really remember what was on E besides E True Hollywood Story back in the day but I loved E True Hollywood Story I loved like MTV's Driven I loved everything on MTV I watched I watched just TV all the time. Like, I just watch TV all the time. <laughs> That's my answer. I watch TV all of the time, and I watched everything that was on TV. But yeah, I just, I really like that. And like I said, I got into Bravo really early. Um, Like, as soon as they basically started showing reality TV, I got into Bravo. I loved Laguna Beach. I loved the OC when I was a teenager. I remember watching the first episode of the OC. It was in the summer. Remember, they, like, premiered in August and then took the break for the World Series? 
And so my family shore house, I used to live there in the summers with my grandma. And we would rent it out for two weeks in August. So we would have to stay. On my street was this motel that's no longer there. And um, it was like these tiny little studio apartments, essentially, or like little one-bedroom apartments motel. It's kind of hard to explain. And very much like a relic of like the 50s and 60s of when it was built. And it was literally two doors down from where our house was. So it was like easy to stay in. And I remember we were at, it was called the Sea Village Motel. I guess I can just say because our family doesn't own that house anymore. So it's fine. It's not like anybody could find me. Um, that had, The house we lived in is even there anymore. It's been knocked down. And the Sea Village is not there anymore. So we were at Sea Village. And I remember like being at my friend Teddy's house and then leaving my friend Teddy's house. And I was probably stoned. And, like, go, riding my bike back to Sea Village and, like, me and my brother and my grandmother watching the OC premiere. Like, I don't know. I liked the OC. I liked shit like that. I loved Desperate Housewives. I liked everything. But I would say the most influential stuff was definitely MTV, VH1, E. Like, cable TV was my jam. Oh, and I loved... Julia and I loved, I love the 80s on VH1 and like all the reiterations of it, but especially the original I love the 80s. Our favorite was 1986. We watched that shit on loop because we just, remember we just used to like watch repeats of shows, which honestly I still do. I like constant. I have so many fucking shows that I need to be watching and instead I'm watching 30 Rock for the 100th time type of thing. So yeah, I loved, 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 I love the 80s. Um, Anna Zek asks, have you read Jessica Simpson's book? No, but I think I'm going to. I have been, like, not reading. I've been re-listening to, uh, my favorite series, Her Royal Spiness, which I've talked about before. I've just been re-listening to that for some reason. It's the same, it's the same thing with the TV. I've been having trouble concentrating on books. I'm not sure why. It's been going on for, like, two months and it's not good. I'm not happy about it. It doesn't, I need to, like, get back into reading, even if it's something like Jessica Simpson's memoir. Okay, Fiona wants to know my favorite Ben and Jerry's flavor. So, last night I ate, like, a fucking pint of strawberry cheesecake, and I think I've realized that uh, milks, or not milkshakes, uh, ice cream sets off, like, my, I think I'm, like, ice cream intolerant. (laughs) And I got really bad heartburn, and I felt like I didn't sleep well, and I felt like shit for most of the day. But my favorite Ben and Jerry's flavor is, like, the caramel core, you know, where it has, like, the big core in the middle. I love that. Uh, she also says, gun to your head, which fam on Team Mom would you get adopted into? Macy's. Because, like I said, I think they're just the most normal. Okay, somebody, this is a serious question, asked, I'm not going to say their name. She said, I'm pretty sure I'm being abused by my boyfriend. I don't want to leave him any tips. Um... I don't know. I think my tip is to stay as safe as possible and to get some therapy. Like, if you can, just so you have somebody to talk to, even if they can't necessarily, even if you're, you know, even if you're not ready to leave, it can just be really good to talk to somebody. I would say confide in a friend that you know is not judgmental if you have one. And be upfront with them that you're not ready to leave, but you just want them to know just in case. Um, I would, as discreetly as possible, maybe, maybe like 
get some evidence just in case you do want to leave and you need to leave and you need to be able to get a restraining order. Um, and I would also say just like, you know, you have to do what you have to do to survive. And I encourage you to leave. But if you're not ready to and you don't want to, then like that's your reality and that's your truth. And I just hope that you can stay safe. And if you ever need help to reach out and get it. Okay. Sorry, that's like, I mean, but that, you know, that's a real question. Like, I definitely, you know, in my last relationship, like, knew I was in a very emotionally and financially, basically everything but physically abusive relationship. Like, I knew I was, but I didn't have any interest in leaving. I just, like, couldn't. Like, I couldn't meant, like, I didn't have the energy or, like, the wherewithal to do it. So I think it's, like, it's easy to hear a question like that and be, like, oh, my God, like, what do you mean you're not ready to leave? But it's just the fucking truth, you know? And I think it's, like, the most that you can do is just to stay safe and to, like, stay as safe as you possibly can. He did ask me um, about my childhood abuse, and I don't know. I don't know, like, it feels weird to just, like, get into detail about it off the cuff. Do you know what I mean? To just, like here's what happened and here's what happened and here's what happened. I don't mind talking about it at all when it comes up in conversation. Um, but it, it's hard to like list out. I guess I can share a little bit. When I was five, I was molested by a neighbor, um, like an older kid. He was like 11 or 12, I think. Um, so that set some things up, but basically my mom was an alcoholic and my dad was a coke addict who, had undiagnosed bipolar disorder and they really hated each other and were really abusive towards each other with just like screaming all the time. And my dad was just an asshole, like a really big asshole. He was really mean and like yelled all of the time. So I was like always being yelled at and I had learning disabilities that made life, well, I don't know, like I guess I had learning disabilities, but now it's like, did I have learning disabilities or do I just have like, did I just have unprocessed trauma? I guess the world will never know. Um, But it made, like, school and life really hard for me. And my parents, like, tried, but it was hard for them to manage. And, yeah, it was just, like, it was just, like, a lot of yelling. (laughs) Like, a lot of yelling. Like, constant yelling. And it wasn't always, it was, a lot of it was very irrational. Like, um, my dad and I used to always fight in the mornings. Like, He hated the way that I would eat breakfast. It was, like, really triggering for him when I, like, didn't finish my cereal. And then, like, my mom would come home from work and just get drunk and go to bed. (laughs) And then my dad and I would scream. And then my mom and my my dad would scream. And then I would step in to protect my mom. And then it was just really toxic and unhealthy. It wasn't physical, um, thankfully, but it was just very, very, like, very emotionally abusive and just a lot, a lot of screaming. I remember, like, I remember once my friend Kim, whose parents, like, really loved each other, like, told her and she told me. We were, like, young. <laughs> I think she had, like, never been at somebody's house where they screamed at each other like my parents did. And she was, like, you know, my dad said that anytime, like, if you need to come to our house, you can. <laughs> We were, like, young. So it was just bad. It was just, like, just constant screaming and fighting. And, and like, one time, um, 
I mean, like, my mom used to drive drunk with me in the car a lot. Like, I remember once after her work party, her work holiday party, I was babysitting for her boss's kids, which I did for years. And she picked me up, and they lived just, like, in the neighborhood across the street from us. Like, legit less than a mile from our house. And we were, like, going up the hill, and she, like, kind of, like, passed out driving. And I had to be, like, kind of shake her awake to, like, get us, get us all the way home. Um like and like put my hand on the wheel and be like go uh so yeah (laughs) shit like that (laughs) also I had a really still have a very very mean grandmother and she made everything in our extended family very toxic and um it was very toxic for me and all of my cousins and we all shared a shore house in the summer so that was a lot of toxicity and I would like live with my grandma in the summers even though she was very cruel and not a nice person, and withholding of love, so there was just, like, a lot of fucked upness all around, basically. (laughs) Everybody was just, everybody was fucked up, um, but I'm very, very lucky that when I was, like, 19, my parents both got sober and are completely different people now, and I will say that was, like, really hard for me because I was not ready for them to be better because I wasn't better, and I was, like, how dare all of you like how dare you guys think that like you can parent me now like it's a little it's a little late for that and I was just so mad at them for like changing and being better people because I thought it was like very fake and I also like why now like you did you should have done this sooner and it was just really upsetting and hard to process and wasn't until I got sober I think that I was like able to forgive them and just actually like relate to them as like good adult sober people and I'm like so grateful and everything is like so much better today like my I mean my mom was never a yeller my mom never yelled at me um but we just like my mom and I always had this relationship where we were like always in crisis and she always had to save me and rescue me and it doesn't have to be like that anymore and it's such a relief and I would have to, like, save her, rescue her from my dad. Like, it was just, it was really, it was really unhealthy. And we don't do that anymore. And my dad doesn't yell, like, at all anymore. Like, God only knows last time we heard my dad yell. Um, so, yeah, that's, you know, my dad got medicated and got sober. My mom got medicated and got sober. And everybody is, like, great and healthy and lovely and wonderful now. And life isn't perfect. And we still got into, like, you know, disagreements. But... Yeah, I'm just really fortunate, but that shit, I would, I didn't have a brain that could handle any of that, really. Um, it just wasn't, it was hard for me. Childhood was, like, really, really hard for me. Uh, but I feel grateful to have recovered from it, <laughs> thanks to EMDR therapy, sobriety, and the 12 steps. Oh, this one is important. It is from Jackie Jorm Jorm, <laughs> speaking of 30 Rock. Just general rest in peace, Maggie Griffin thoughts. For sure, that's another show that I was an early Bravo adapter of, Kathy Griffin's My Life on the D-List. I recently re-listened to her first audiobook, which is really funny. Um, You know, look, does everything Kathy Griffin said and done in the past stand the test of time? No. There's lots of problematic stuff. Like, I'm not excusing any of her stuff. But Kathy, in my opinion, is funny. I loved her work. I loved Maggie. I was really sad to see that she had gone, but she was in her 90s. She had all time Alzheimer's, and she lived a really full life, 
and I, you know, tip it, tip it for Maggie. Okay, Mary Harp wants to say favorite sif favorite sister wife. Do we think Cody and Mary love love each other? Well, love each other anymore? Probably at all anymore is what she was saying. Um, so I'll give you a little preview into my sister wives podcast. Basically, I have I watched all of the early seasons of Sister Wife, and I really liked it. And then it got so boring that I stopped watching. But I always kind of kept up with them in the news. But I'm not like a Sister Wives head like I am Teen Mom. So on this podcast, I'm going to start re recapping from the beginning. But I'm also going to be watching like this current season that's on for context. And so I can talk about it in context with what's going on, even though I've like been keeping up. And uh, I think that my favorite sister wife is and always has been Janelle. And that, you know, of course it's a name. Uh, I do not think Mary and Cody love each other. And I personally think that Mary fucked that catfish. When they went to Disney World together on that, or Disneyland on that little trip that they had, I think she had sexual relations with the woman that she thought was, like, Sam's friend or whatever. I think that Mary has not been in love with Cody for a long time, and I don't think Cody's been in love with anybody but Robin for even longer. Uh, Secret Alien wanted to know if I kept up, with, kept up with Better Things Season 3. She said I thought 1 and 2 were better. I agree. Um... Pegleg wants to know, can you please cast each Sex in the City character with a team mom gal and why? Okay, I guess that Kale is Samantha because she, no, I don't know. I guess Chelsea is Charlotte because she's like annoying and uptight, even though I like Charlotte. Miranda is Macy. I guess, even though, like, nobody on the show is Miranda. Let's be real. But I guess Miranda's Macy. Carrie is pro... Well, actually, no, no. I think Carrie is actually Macy because she's, like... Macy's always kind of been the main character of Teen Mom, whether we like it or not. I guess Farrah is Samantha, <laughs> right? Farrah is Samantha. And so that's everybody. Is that everybody? I said Samantha, Charlotte, Carrie... And Miranda. Oh, no, because I, I saw I had to change Miranda. I guess Miranda is Kale in a way. Because I think Kale is a hard worker like Miranda. Or was a hard worker like Miranda. I don't know if she is so much anymore. Aaron Duffy wants to know, if Nate had his own show, what would it be called? Alpha Ego? <laughs> uh... Somebody asked me good audiobooks you've listened to recently, but as I said, I just, like, haven't been listening to audiobooks. I don't know what's going on with me, but I, like, can't concentrate on books. It's not good. I don't know why. Okay, another question. My go-to Chinese food order. I love edamame, so I usually get an order of edamame. I like steamed dumplings, pork dumplings, and, um... I like sesame chicken. I usually get sesame chicken. I had like the best sesame chicken of my life when I was in Seattle at my brother's. We just like got random sesame chicken from a place. And you know how like usually get just like random Chinese food from a random place and you're like, it's always like, it's either bad or like mostly good. This was like the best shit I've ever had in my life. It was so fucking good. I loved it. 
Okay, I think that is it. I know this episode is a little shorter, but I guess my bonus episodes can be a little shorter. Don't forget, find me on Instagram, feathers underscore pod. Find me on Patreon at Liz Bentley. And if you're interested in my Sister Wives podcast, if not, everyone stay safe, stay calm. We'll get through this. Wash your hands. Keep away from people. I love you guys. We're all... We're all in this together. That's the only part of that I know because I was too old to watch High School Musical. And I know, like, some people my age liked High School Musical, but I was, like, fully out of kid kid shows by the time High School Musical came on. But I do know that we're all in this together. I do know that. And let's all learn some TikTok dances and keep calm. Okay, kiss, kiss. Bye. This podcast is brought to you by Solid Listen Network. Find me on Instagram at feathers underscore pod.